0: I was angry and hurt and I started doing the, in the, in the mirror. I don't know if you've ever done that, Mm -hmm. you know, and just, Mm -hmm. and I just let it all out. And I think Mm -hmm. after I got all the energy out and all the words out and all the stuff, you know, you just collapse. I collapsed in exhaustion. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started feeling the tenderness of the father.
1: Encouraging, inspiring, and equipping leaders. This is Coach and Joe. Hey everybody. I'm excited about, Today's show, Bo Cable, who's a follower of Jesus Christ, loves him, loves his community. is also very successful in the marketplace, and I think you're going to find some really practical tips of what Bo's learned along the way in his own journey of how not just to grow in spiritual capital, but how spiritual capital impacts financial capital. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Coach and Joe. My name is Chad Norris, leader of this podcast. This podcast is helping a lot of people who are in love with the Father and also in the marketplace not just in church ministry. I, I feel like the Father's call of my life is, for the rest of my life, just to lead leaders, really in spiritual capital. Spiritual capital influences all the other capitals. I'm here with Bo Cable again. Bo, you and Nikki have been in the marketplace since 96-ish. Is that right? Yes. All right. I'm, I to. I want to say one thing, and then I want to jump into your story. God is doing something so fresh and new on the earth. I'm seeing this in a lot of places. Even the other day, I saw something Sean Bowles that said, God's really highlighted Marketplace to Sean. And I just think it's exciting because it's the early church. You know, there was no church buildings people went to, synagogue, temple. But the model of church in the early church is very different. It was really led by Marketplace leaders, which is awesome. You know why it's so awesome? It's because whatever sphere of influence God has given you in the Marketplace – that's your opportunity to let your light shine with the God you're in love with. Yes. You know that all your money is going to be left down here one day. Yeah, I mean, your three kids aren't going to live forever. Their kids aren't going to live forever. We're here for a short time, and there's a bigger purpose than making money, and it's actually having influence of in the kingdom of God, right? Yes. In our sphere of influence. But if we're not careful, we'll think, well, the highest level of success in spiritual capital is you you own church staff or you're a missionary. And, well, what if you are a missionary, but it's as a real estate investor? This is what's happened to me in the last two days. My wife and I just, as you know, we've moved into a new neighborhood where we're going to rent for a while. I have met five neighbors in two days and had really beyond shallow conversations with, and the father has opened up some intimate conversations about what people are going through in their life. That's, I've been in I've been this neighborhood two or three weeks. Well, that's the way it is. Every real estate investment, every opportunity you have, talked to a, a lawyer a client. You're a real estate agent and an investor. So what's awesome is this Ecclesia conversation is really about extending the kingdom of heaven onto earth through wherever he's given us to be. So 1996, you meet Nikki and knowing your personality, there's no telling what y'all tried to do. You probably tried to buy the Biltmore house and flip it, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, tell me your story. Marketplace wise, what'd y'all do first?
0: So I took a job. Where? Uh Christian bookstore. And um, I was always full of ideas, so I remodeled the place, moved things around, like scared the guy to death, the owner. <laughs> I just came in like a firestorm. That's funny. <laughs> and I found out uh, not long, a year into it maybe, if that long, I, I'm an entrepreneur. I did not even know what that word was, but I wanted to do my own thing. And um, I didn't know what. How would you know that, by the way? Um, I actually started having panic attacks. Okay. Um, when I'd have to go to work. Interesting. And, uh, I just knew it wasn't healthy. And I, I was like, I can't do this anymore, but I didn't know why.
1: You know, what John Bevere teaches, he, uh, there's a Greek word, uh, charisma. It's a spiritual endowment. And basically he breaks it down like this. God just puts things on us and in us that we just do on accident. It just is what it is. Yeah. God put that thing on you. Forever ago. Yes. 96.
0: Yep. There was a lady at church, um, and I have no clue why she brought it up to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I said something I don't remember. But she owned a commercial cleaning company, and I believe she was stepping out of that, and she had told me about uh, a business downtown that uh, needed new new construction cleaning. And so she made the handshake for me, and it just blew off from there. I, uh, started a commercial cleaning company, had no clue what I was doing and it grew. Uh, we were actually going to three different States doing business. It grew, it grew.
1: Okay. John 15, one through five. This is important for business leaders. Here's how you grow your business. You abide in the vine. The vine's Jesus. Jesus was calling you out of that Christian bookstore. He was opening your eyes to you carry something And it grew on accident because you just admitted you didn't know what you were doing.
0: Had no clue. No clue.
1: Were you having fun? Oh, yeah. What'd you love about it?
0: I love the uh, thrill and excitement of meeting new people, new uh, construction, owners, and them saying yes to my beds. I love that. I don't, it's so dorky, but I really, it was like a, it's like a hide and seek thing.
1: Well, nothing dorky about it. That's, a, that's that endowment on you. Your son carries it. When I, I uh, officiated his ceremony, he's got that. It's you know that Matthew passage. Begat, begat, begat. What's on Bo's on Keaton? I, I, I mean, I could just see it. All right. So you, you you expanded three states. Then what? How long were you doing that? The laundry. Uh, cleaning.
0: Cleaning. Um, two or three years, and we expanded where we started doing wood restoration and decks. So I landed a contract with the largest deck builder in the area. Uh, We actually uh, revitalized uh, the Supreme Court courthouse in downtown Asheville. We uh, had to match uh, new wood to 100-year-old wood, and I had crews that worked for me. I had guys that repel off of buildings and clean windows. It was amazing.
1: Did you have a mentor back then? No. Who was leading you? Holy Spirit? Yes. Were you Spirit-filled by then? Did you know the Holy Spirit was leading you?
0: No. Interesting. No.
1: Do you look back now and say, oh my goodness, Lord, you were doing it? Yes. Okay, so when did you and Nikki have a... You're you're someone that you're not just excited about business, but you're falling more and more and more in love with the Father. When did that spiritual capital have an uptick? When did you start going, wait a minute, Lord's all over this? Because I know who you are now. This is 2022. That's nineteen ninety nine, about the time you transitioned from the cleaning business. When in your journey did you start going all in with the father? Or was it gradual?
0: It was gradual, but there was a, a turning point probably five, six years ago. Where, oh wow. Yeah. It you know, I played the game. I mean, you're supposed to go to church, right? You know, you just that's what you do. And so I just because I'm supposed to.
1: What sparked that, the change?
0: You guys teaching here? Y'all yeah, kept talking about friendship or the father. I'm like, I don't even like him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I was, I'd, I'd go and and
1: <laughs> why? Why were you even going to church just not to take him off?
0: I wanted to keep my wife.
1: Well, at least you're honest. But Jehovah sneaky got you. He did. What? What? Uh, was there a? Was there a moment? Was there a season? What was the? Hang on. You love me. When did that happen? I mean, I know it happened five or six years ago. Was there something, I know it was the teaching, was there in a car by yourself, driving down the road, could you feel your heart softening towards him?
0: Yes, but for me, it came through uh, a time of sheer desperation and anger. It was like a a moment of just, I'm tired of this. And I, I was angry and hurt and I started doing the, in the, in the mirror. I don't know if you've ever done that, Mm -hmm. you know, and just, Mm -hmm. and I just let it all out. And I think Mm -hmm. after I got all the energy out and all the words out and all the stuff, you know, you just collapse, I collapse in exhaustion. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started feeling the tenderness of the father.
1: I've, I've had three or four of those. Do you know that it has been proven that uh, when someone weeps, there are toxins in their tears? Wow. I think the Father comes when we get to the end of ourselves. And you know what he's so good at because he doesn't let you know he's doing it? He's actually the one poking that poking that issue in our hearts that makes us go to the mirror. Yeah. I mean, think about Is Israel is formed after a wrestling match with Jesus Christ and Jacob. I think a lot of people, you start growing with God when you're ready to wrestle. Yeah. You know, that you mentioned recently in the last episode that anger manifested. Psychologists say anger is the only emotion that's like at the top of a volcano with a lot of things up under it. And typically, typically what causes anger that you see erupting is disappointment at the baseline. You're just a little boy crying out for a dad. Your dad hurt you growing up. You're homeless. And all of a sudden your journey is like the same as my journey. We're going to do a movie here at some point called ABBA, the journey home. It's never been about marketplace for you. He's had you on a journey to himself. Yeah. But the, what he's given you to steward is marketplace. So let's jump back. You've gone from now you leave cleaning. What was next after that? 99 ish. Do you remember?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We moved, uh, we moved to Florida and, um, um, there was a wooing of me going into real estate then, and I'd already before we okay. moved, uh, had already taken it and bought a house and flipped it, um, which I had no clue what I was doing. And whatsoever. now you flipped over a hundred. Yes.
1: So God's had y'all build wealth through through real estate. What was the? How did how did you know He was calling you to it?
0: Well, I, honestly. The whole entrepreneurial piece of me i I was asking the father when you asked me to uh to come on the show and i was just asking why why did i go after owning businesses and at the time yes it was him but it was more of me wanting to get uh approval from man and i was thinking well if i'm a big shot business owner i'm young so you always looked up to the business guys and so I just wanted to own companies. And it was the same way with real estate. I was going to a church and it was a multimillionaire real estate investor. Interesting. And, uh, I just became friends with him and he was like, you need to make your wealth in real estate. And I honored him, respected him. And, and then the Lord had a guy say, well, I got one. I'll let you have for $10,000. <laughs> All
1: right. Now you, I'm, I've learned a lot from you, but I'm going to tell you something. I bring your name up a few times a week on this, because I think it is, it, it struck my spirit, man, when you said this one day and you said it really fast. And I said, hang on, you said of all 100, is it around a hundred homes you flipped now? Yeah. Of all 100 homes, including what you just said, every home that you flipped has come to you. You did not go to it. Absolutely. Bo, don't get me started. I could preach a sermon. It This, this applies to everything. I'm getting ready to finish my doctorate at Regent University. I didn't go to it. It fell on me. Uh, marrying Wendy, God brought Wendy right to me. This journey of me selling my house, starting a business, learning from you, Mike Hardigree, getting into real estate investing—I did not go looking for this. I think most of success. I th- I'm, I think all of success in the kingdom is Luke 9:23. I surrender all my rights. I get low. I say, Father, what do you have for me? And He, Abba, sent you that man, that house for ten thousand dollars.
0: Yeah absolutely
1: tell me about that is that your first one
0: that was our first one
1: what do you remember about it
0: you couldn't see it from the street you didn't even know it was there like a jungle oh yeah and he said no it's up there so we crawled up through there and there it was and um, I had no clue Asheville yeah
1: is this one you showed a picture of (laughs) yeah if you'd have kept you'd be a quintic billionaire by now
0: yeah like I had no clue I didn't know you were supposed to book permits I didn't even know how to hammer a nail I just I didn't grow up in that world and uh, I remember we're, we're up there, man, a body of mine just tearing the place up <laughs> and uh, trying to figure out how to put it back together. And one of the city officials walks up and says, excuse me, why? what are you doing? Why are you here? And uh, literally the, the the tractors were coming down the road. They were going to bulldoze the place. And uh, it was on the con- uh, condemnation list. And uh, he felt bad for me and pulled it off. But We had to do a lot of extra repairs. What would you sell it for? Um, I actually sold it to a friend of ours who finished it cause I couldn't finish it. <laughs> and, uh, I think I sold it to him for like 50. Wow. Yeah.
1: And so you did one. Had you moved to Florida when you did that? You had not moved yet.
0: Yeah. Uh, that was the only one I did in Asheville before I went to Florida. Okay.
1: Did you start flipping homes in Florida?
0: I didn't. What I did is, uh, Lord called me into real estate there. Well, we actually owned a ice cream store down there and it failed miserably. I remember one of my pastors on staff was, um, a um, real estate investor. And he kept saying, you got to go do real estate with me. And I said, no, 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 I'm doing an ice cream store. And he was like, I'm telling you, don't do it. Nikki kept saying, don't do it. Don't buy this ice cream store. And I did it. It filled mirrors. Like, I lost so much money.
1: Let's celebrate though <laughs> your vulnerability in that. And also let's just talk about that. All right. So would you say, I know what you're about to say. Would you say the father sent people to you to say, Bo, don't do this. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. But look at you now. You're very successful. I read a book, Failing Forward. You blew it. You ignored. It. Did you You ignore the real estate investor as well? Oh, yeah. What? You just had a bee in your bonnet. What happened?
0: <laughs> Hard headed, arrogance, pride.
1: Were you just, you like lactose. What'd you like? I, what was that? <laughs> How, you, here's what's funny about what you just said. It, not only did it fail, you said it failed miserably. Oh, it was awful. Quick.
0: Oh, yeah, it's probably six months.
1: What was the name of this tour?
0: This is embarrassing. It's oh. called Wackies because we were, I didn't have enough money. The story's
1: getting better. We,
0: we were trying to figure out how to uh, take the words that were already on the building, the fluorescent, and spin them around to make a word so we didn't have to spend any money. And, and a friend of mine named Rick Hubble came up with the word Wackies. <laughs> we called it Wackies.
1: When, when, um, I've noticed so many times God will just put words in Wendy's mouth to help me. When that fail, failed, what'd you do? Did you go right back into real estate? Were you scared?
0: That was the first time I, yeah, absolutely. I went into real estate um, as a real estate agent. And the Lord brought, it was really neat, because I, I I didn't have a whole lot of, I'd never been around a lot of the investing side, except for the one gentleman in Asheville. And, and even then, it was super foreign. It was We didn't spend a lot of time together. Um, but the Lord brought me two gentlemen that were uh, multimillionaire real estate investors. And so I went to work for them.
1: All right. Now, here, listen to what you just said, because you're teaching me on this thing and probably teaching yourself and a bunch of people. The Lord brought them. He did. The Lord brought your first house you flipped in Nashville. Yes. The Lord brought you a mentor and a real estate investor. The Lord brought you a job with them. You know what's funny? You said something the other day. You you know more about the MLS system. I mean, you can it, it's probably subconscious now, but you don't get on that system to go find what the father tells you to invest in. He brings it to them. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Okay, uh, Moses is not looking for God backside of the desert. Joseph isn't looking for any of that. I think I could go on. I, I think most. I think all success in the kingdom. Unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers work in vain. The charisma gift on you and Nikki's real estate investing, real estate agents, and the Father just brings you the harvest. Yeah. Why do you think? We all do it. We all have the wacky story. We do. I mean, I tried to buy a house with you. I got ahead of God. It's it's what it is. Why do we not just go, "Hmm, Father, you show me what to do. What is it? Are we all stubborn?
0: I think so. I think some of it's our pride and arrogance or the excitement. I think sometimes it's that
1: and it's not pride.
0: True. It's just sheer excitement.
1: Uh, Isaiah forty thirty one: 31, those who wait upon the Lord, he shall renew them. So that wait, words of paradox. There is a stationary. Is also a get after it. Yeah. All right. So you went to work. You went to work for two men.
0: Yeah. Um, I was their real estate agent and helped them find deals and, and do different things. And I just started learning. They were teaching me the whole investing piece.
1: The early days. What do you remember the most that, that still sticks with you? I taught this morning repetitions, the mother of success. What were a couple of pillars that you learned from those two men that are still with you today that you lean on?
0: They could see things that other people could not see. They could see that diamond, Mm-hmm. Where, uh, if you've ever seen a diamond before, they mill it down and, mm-hmm. and turn it into beauty. Like, just throw that thing away. They could see that, and um, and I've that's something that I've really like tried to hone with the father, and then also on my own, just studying is how to find those jewels.
1: Well, you know that reminds me of wisdom and Revelation. So, wisdom you learn. Wisdom is not given to you. You read a book, you learn how to make this, a phone, whatever. Revelation is just nuggets that the Father drops to you. I've noticed with you, you do both. You do your due diligence. Mm -hmm. For example, uh, my wife and I just bought some land, and I took um, a young man with me who's going to help develop it with me, and you, the Lord worked it out. You were there. You've learned two things, what to see with your natural eyes and what to see with your spiritual eyes. I noticed with you the other day, within five or seven minutes, you went, "Mm mm-hmm. What I hear you saying now is you learned that not just from God, but from two men he brought into your life. Yeah. Which reminds me of Robert Clinton's X-Graft. He says all successful leaders have four things in common, and one of those is they have a mentor. You basically stewarded someone else's vision before God gave you your own company, right? Absolutely. Bo, listen, I'm getting stirred up. God is not just unpredictable. He's also predictable. It's both. There are times where it's you didn't see it coming until someone is willing to steward someone else's business career and learn humility. You know what I mean?
0: I do. He, did, the Lord told me that. Did he? He did.
1: Your whole life would have been wackies if you didn't learn to do that. <laughs> so would mine, right? Yeah. I think pride's the deal. We have the hardest time saying, hey, can I just learn from you? I'm curious, besides that, is there any other pillar because you taught a class here a year and a half ago, whenever it was a year ago, I I still have the notes in my bathroom. Um, Was there something else you learned that you still take with you besides what you just said?
0: During that specific period? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... A lot of times you'll get around people in there, especially with real estate investors per se, and you're a real estate agent, mm-hmm. they'll say, don't deal with them because you'll have to write 500 uh, contracts before you get one. And by the, if you calculate down to how many hours you spent working with these people, uh, you'll make a penny an hour. And and the Lord told me to work with these two gentlemen and I would learn so much that that now, I believe those seeds that were planted or now I'm getting the harvest from that
1: seed time harvest.
0: Yeah, I planted seeds back then by serving them, doing what they asked me to do, mm. um, put out millions of of, of offers, ran around to my neck was cut off. You know, just all the stuff, and and I didn't listen to the naysayers. And and maybe I didn't make a lot of money back then, but now I am, and I think a lot of it has to do with what I learned from them.
1: What well, you're describing compound interest. So compound interest is not just in financial capital. It's all the capitals. It's you, you pulled a, um, you pulled a humble season of stewarding someone else's not knowing that you were actually planting seeds, not just for their harvest, but for yours, years later. Correct. If a 16 year old saves a hundred dollars a month at 10% interest, well, first seven years, not much, no big deal. But you look at the chart 30 years later, it's the same amount of money you're putting in. That small little thing you did 40 years ago, now you got a multimillionaire at a 10% return. I think these are some great nuggets uh, for leaders in the marketplace that love the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, I appreciate you sharing your story. I'm learning stuff as we talk. Look forward to doing one more show and just getting really practical of how have you found the Father in the marketplace. Thanks for joining us on the Coach & Joe Leadership Podcast. Don't miss the Coach & Joe Talk Show on YouTube and check out CoachAndJoe.com for more resources, blogs, and merch.